Welcome to Defeat PPD, where we empower women to overcome anxiety and depression and motherhood without medication. I'm Arielle Wozniak, and I'm a maternal mental wellness coach, and I will be leading you through this journey. Hello, this is your host of Defeat PPD, Ariel Wozniak. It's episode number 26, I believe. And I'm going to be driving again during this episode, but I'm using Bluetooth, so no worries, not violating any laws or anything, completely safe. Um, but what I wanted to talk to you about today is something that I'm pretty pumped to have the opportunity to talk about. And um, that's because it's something that really I had like this aha moment um, when I actually discovered this. And so um, I want to give you a quote before we open up and then I want to make a statement that's a little bit of a bold statement, but um, I want to spend the time that we have together today proving to you why that statement is true. So many of us have heard the quote before by Henry Ford, or at least that's who I've seen it attributed to, where it says, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And most people hear that quote and probably accept it kind of as truth or maybe don't think too far into it. Um, But what I want to talk about relates to that quote, um, it is a very similar concept, and it's that what you choose to believe is more powerful in your life than the truth. So what you choose to believe is more powerful in your life than the truth. So even if you choose to believe a lie, that lie is going to have more power in your life than the actual truth has. And so, um, like I said, I want to spend my time kind of explaining this concept to you and how it relates to postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, or really um, anxiety and depression all across the board. So what you choose to believe. So first, I, I like to start these times with story times just because it makes it a little bit more real. Um, and so I want to give you an example, but I do want to say that this is my trigger warning. This is my, um, if you're someone who is easily panicked or you don't want to hear certain things, and this might be the time for you to turn this one off. Um, it is a little bit of a, a trigger for some people. So imagine that you, by some chance, discovered some sort of lump somewhere in your body. Let's use something super generic, um, like your throat. So you discover some sort of lump in your throat and you go to the, you go to the doctor and you tell them, hey, I've got this lump in my throat, not really sure what it is. Would you mind checking it out? Telling me what you think. So the doctor checks it and they're like, okay, that's a little bit concerning. Um, that may be a tumor. And so you say, okay, 
got it. How do we find out for sure? Um, and the doctor tells you we've got to get an ultrasound. And then um, if it seems like uh, there's a need for it, we'll also do a biopsy. And that's the way to know for sure. And so uh, let's say you go for that ultrasound and when you get to the ultrasound, they find the lump and they're like, yeah, that seems about the size and the placement of a tumor. Um, not sure if it's cancerous or non-cancerous, but um, we are pretty confident that it is a tumor. And so, uh, of course, you schedule the biopsy. But let's pause in between this moment of getting the ultrasound and getting the biopsy or getting the ultrasound results and getting the biopsy. There's this lapse of time where you get to form a belief. You get to form a belief in that lapse of time. And the reason why is because you don't yet know the truth. And so you have to fill in the gap. And that's just kind of what our mind does. And so if you're like most of us, you're going to go with the doctor said it's most likely a tumor. So you're already thinking, okay, this is a tumor. You're already believing that this is for sure a tumor because that's what the doctor said, that they thought it was the placement and the size of a tumor. And so you kind of accept that and believe I have a tumor. And so most of us would head to the internet, good old Dr. Google, and start to put in our symptoms and all these things that we have going on and come to some sort of conclusion before we ever even make it to the biopsy. And so we'll Google and let's say Google symptoms tell you that um, sounds like cancer. Like most people who have that lump in that spot and have the same symptoms that you have, you're having this trouble swallowing and getting pains in your body and all these things that are happening. And so you start to believe that this is cancer. Now, mind you, you still don't know the truth, but you have your belief. You have your belief that, okay, it's for sure, it's a tumor, and I'm pretty confident that it's cancer. Now, everything that you start to do um, is impacted by this belief. And so a lot of times that may mean... Um, starting to join, let's say, different groups on Facebook for people who have this particular type of cancer um, or talking to your friends and your family about this type of cancer and your fears and um, hoping that it's not stage three, four, or anything else, um, looking up treatments for cancer and chemotherapy and what is it like to go through chemotherapy? What do I need to do? And everything is shaped by this belief that you have cancer in your throat. You haven't yet found out for sure, but this is what you believe. And your mind gets to work gathering evidence on your behalf. Your mind is kind of like, or your brain rather, is kind of like this investigator and it's an, a biased investigator. It's come to its conclusion already, the conclusion that it is uh, throat cancer it knows this for sure, but it works on gathering evidence for you so you can feel more confident in your belief. So in the time between waiting to, I mean, the time between getting your results of the ultrasound and the time between waiting to get a biopsy, your brain has done so much work 
probably an exhausting amount of work proving to you that you have throat cancer. It has gone to work on your behalf and gathered all the evidence that you need to the point where you feel like you know and you truly believe it. And so, like I said, your whole life is impacted. Everything that you do, say, think, it's impacted by this belief that you have throat cancer. Now, let's fast forward. Let's say it's a week later. You go and you get this biopsy, and the person who does the biopsy tells you, okay, we got enough out. We're going to test it. Um, but it does, in fact, look like it's a cancerous tumor, and so... I just wanted to let you know that. And again, your brain stores that and says, okay, see, we do. We do have cancer. Haven't got the result yet, but everything is lining up, and here's what my belief is. So much so that the truth right now is irrelevant. The truth does not even matter anymore. It doesn't matter whether or not you have throat cancer because you believe that you do have throat cancer. And you've gone about telling everyone about it and or telling people that are close to you about it and believing it and living as if this is your life. And then you get the call and they say, hey, it's not actually throat cancer. It is some sort of benign tumor. But if we remove it, everything should be fine. You can go back to life as normal. It's going to take a while for you to actually believe the truth. It's going to take some time for you to actually believe that that is in fact the truth, that you do not have throat cancer because you've spent so much time and energy building up this belief that it's hard to break it down. It's hard to break down this belief no matter how false it is. I'll tell you, even if they came back and said, hey, you know, it's not actually even a tumor. It's just some extra scar tissue that we thought looked like a tumor. Um, maybe something had happened when you were younger and not sure what happened there, but it's not actually even a tumor. You'd probably be searching on Google for uh, false negatives of tumors or, or whatever it is because you've spent so much time building up this belief that it is a tumor. So no matter what the truth is, now it takes a while for you to actually believe the truth. And so what does that all have to do with anxiety, depression, um, whether it's postpartum or not? The truth is that whatever you believe is going to have an impact on your life. And so in the case of anxiety, in the case of depression, we have some belief we may not have identified it yet, but that belief has some sort of stronghold on us that is causing us to act and think in a certain way. Whether it's something that's health related or maybe it's something that was said to you years and years ago that you've forgotten what was said, but you remember the feeling and you hang on to that, hanging on to that lie and so that becomes your truth. And so it's a little bit of a, a more, not necessarily difficult concept to understand, but it is a different 
concept because most of us think that when presented with enough um, evidence that we'll just immediately know the truth. But that's not that's not accurate. We believe what we choose to believe. So if you make the choice to believe whatever it is, your life is going to reflect that choice. So let's use something really large that has a a large impact on people's lives. Um, I know the example of the tumor and cancer and stuff is a pretty big one. Um, But think about whether or not you choose to believe that God is real. If you choose not to believe in God, then your life will look drastically different than if you choose to believe in God. Or if you choose to believe that God is on your side, your life will look drastically different than if you choose to believe that God is not fighting for you. So all the choices that we make in what we believe have a large impact on what we actually do on a daily basis and what we think on a daily basis. So what I want to challenge you to do is to to write down what you believe or what lies you are currently believing and start to replace them with some truth. And I'll I'll talk you through this process because it's not one that's difficult, but it is one that takes time and it takes patience. And that's not something that we have a ton of um, in today's day and age, or at least I don't have a ton of it. Can't speak for everyone, but whatever you continuously fill your mind with, that's what you're going to provide evidence of or what you're going to like have the strongest belief in. And it says in the Bible that faith comes by hearing. So if you want to have faith in really anything, you want to have faith in the fact that you have cancer, you want to have faith in God, you want to have faith in yourself, faith in whatever is built the same way. It's by hearing it. It's by filling your mind with whatever it is that you're trying to trying to believe in or that you want to believe in. And so we don't even realize it sometimes, but we are indirectly impacting our beliefs on a daily basis based on what we put in our mind. And like it says in the Bible to guard your heart. Guarding your heart is essentially like guarding what you're allowing to come into your heart. So what you're putting in front of your eyes, what you're putting in front of, um, in front of yourself and in your mind is what you're allowing to be there, what you're allowing to grow, what beliefs you will eventually have. And obviously just because you believe something, it doesn't make it true. Let's say that you believe that you have cancer, as the example was, that doesn't mean that it's true. It just means that's what you believe. And so my my statement in the beginning was that what you believe has more power in your life than what is actually true. And I hope that this, not necessarily argument, but this explanation 
proved that to you, that there is so much power in what you choose to believe. Whatever you choose to believe will have a significant impact on your life. So if you want to have a more positive life, then you just have to continuously choose what you are going to believe. So as I said before, um, getting out that paper and starting to think through some of the things that you currently believe. So I'll give you some examples from my life. What One of the things that I believed was that I was anxious. I believed that I was anxious. And what I've come to realize is that I'm not anxious. Anxiety is a feeling that comes to visit. I am not anxiety. I refuse to have a life filled with anxiety. There's a difference between feeling and being. Feeling anxiety and being anxious are two different things, um, which will be a totally different episode. I don't have time to go into all of that today, but that's just one of the lies that I believed. One of the other lies that I believed was that I couldn't sleep at night without some sort of medication. And I tell you, I truly believed that I could not sleep without medication. And so I took sleeping pills every night to help me to go to sleep. Um, And then when I was too anxious, I would have some sort of anti-anxiety medication and some sort of sleeping aid to help me go to sleep because I had this deep-seated belief that I was unable to sleep without some sort of medication. The truth is that I can sleep and I can sleep extremely well without medication. Um, Some other lies that I've believed probably have gone back for many, many years lies that I'm not as beautiful as this person or that person, or my life is not as great as this person's life. Those are lies that impacted the way that I lived, the way that I thought about myself. And so those are just some examples for my life. I have plenty of lies that I have believed over the years that have impacted my life in a negative manner. And I've had to go through this process, too, of starting to think about what it is that I'm choosing to believe and then repenting of believing those lies and inserting truth. And when I said that it wasn't um, a difficult process, I say that because it really isn't difficult to start to think about the things that you believe, but it is a, a process that requires patience because it's not your beliefs won't change overnight. Like in the example that I gave you, just because you now have evidence that you don't have um, some sort of throat cancer, it doesn't mean that overnight you're automatically like, oh, okay, I don't have it. Back to normal. No, now you've got to convince your brain that you don't have it, even though you have that evidence there. So it's going to take some time. It's going to take some patience. And you just have to be gentle and kind with yourself to know that this is not an overnight process. Know that you're going to have to take your time building up these new beliefs that you choose. That's where your power is in what you choose to believe. All right, well, I hope that that was helpful to you. And I hope that it 
allows you to really take a step back and not be in these automatic processes that our brain has built and truly take your power back and decide what you want to believe. Decide what you want to believe and then start to build up that belief by giving yourself the supportive evidence that you need. Because I tell you, like, honestly, you could, especially with the invention of Google and being able to search the internet, you could convince yourself that you have any number of diseases at any given moment based on symptoms that you have. And you could build that belief up just based off of that evidence that you find online, not based off of any truth. And so you can do the same thing. You can build up faith in God, which is something that's actually true, true faith, by putting that into your mind day after day, moment after moment, when you're starting to have these anxious thoughts or um, depressing thoughts, you have a choice. You have a choice to make in choosing what you believe. All right, well, that's it. I'm just about at work. Um, Again, I really truly hope that this helps you to kind of break down some of those lies that you've believed in your life that have contributed to the anxiety that you experience or the depression that you experience. And as always, feel free to connect with me on Facebook, facebook.com backslash Ariel Wozniak. That's facebook.com backslash A-R-I-E-L-L-E-W-O-Z-N-I-A-K. I would love to connect with you. Feel free to shoot me a message as well. And I hope that you have such an amazing day and you start to live in the freedom of truth. See you on the next episode. Bye.